Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And with me today is my friend, Don. Don, welcome back to the show. Thanks a lot, Dave. Great to be with you. Thank you, sir. Uh, well, can you uh, catch us up on what's going on in your life, marriage, ministry, and what are you working on ministry project-wise? Okay, thank you. Uh, Linda Joe and I uh, live in uh, Germantown, Tennessee, a suburb of Memphis. We've been here since Well, that's wonderful, brother. Uh, thankful to hear about those things. But can you tell us a bit about this book, Everyday Prayer with the Reformers, why you wrote it, and how you hope it'll be received? Okay. Um, this is a part of a read of books on prayer that I've uh, written now uh, with uh, PNR Publishing. Um, for some years, I've had a kind of theological, vocational uh, uh, desire to uh, present the uh, theologians of the past, the important theologians, in a way that is accessible and understandable for people who uh, do not read the uh, theologian main works or uh, get immersed in uh, the theological uh, literature. Uh, people don't do that, but what they do do is use devotional books. And so my uh, approach has been to take uh, main theologians and uh, provide uh, a couple sentences of quotation and then write a one-page uh, devotional on that quotation, which says what the uh, theologian was uh, saying in terms of trying to understand the theologian, and then also to reflect in a very practical way on uh, what that uh, theological uh, understanding means for a Christian life. And so to do this uh, in a short compact way, uh, and uh, that has uh, been uh, the focus of a number of books now that I've written uh, on uh, Calvin, a couple, uh, Luther, Karl Barth, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, to present their thought in the devotional form. And then uh, my friends at uh, PNR Publishing and I uh, talked about it, and they decided that uh, they'd like uh, to have a series of three books on prayer. 
that would be done in this uh, method, this uh, uh, particular approach. And so a year ago, yesterday or so, uh, Everyday Prayer with John Calvin came out, and now the book we're talking about today, Everyday Prayer with the Reformers, 16th, 17th century Protestant Reformers, and then next uh, summer will be Everyday Prayer with the Purists. So this is a kind of trilogy focusing on what uh, the Church, through these theologians particularly, uh, has had to say about the nature of prayer, the practice of prayer, and uh, hopefully how prayer can be important for our lives today. Oh, very good, brother. Very good. What are three ways the Reformers' writings can practically impact our prayer lives? Uh, that's the kind of question I ask uh, for each of the devotions. Uh, day by the devotion, I think, uh, in this book, plus uh, 15 actual prayers of reforms. So it shows how uh, prayer is uh, 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 carried out by the reformers. But uh, just off of kind of three ways that the uh, reformers' writings uh, can impact our prayer life. Uh, one is uh, to pray with a focus. Uh, the reformers talked about two main aspects of prayer. One is thanksgiving, where we pray and thanksgiving and praise to God for who God is and what God has done. And then the second aspect is petition, where we ask God for the things that we feel we need or that are in accord with God's will and uh, ask God to lead us and guide us. So when we sit down to pray, uh, if we keep those two focuses in mind, thanksgiving to God and petition to God, then that gives a kind of overall structure to our prayer, which is not just a kind of stream of consciousness but you actually uh, try to uh, focus on uh, what the main aspects of prayer really are. And so pray with a focus, and then second, watch for God's answers. Uh, as we do pray to God, God answers us in various ways. Uh, we don't always recognize that answer, but uh, it comes, perhaps unexpected. There's an old story about a man uh, who was falling out of a skyscraper, and on the way down to the ground, prayed to God, Oh God, save me. And just as he was praying, that prayer, uh, there was a flagpole sticking out, and uh, it, he caught his uh, pants on the flagpole. And so he was uh, suspended there between heaven and earth. But then he said, never mind the prayer, God, uh, this flagpole saved me. Uh, not realizing that the flagpole was the means of uh, answering a prayer. Now, that's just kind of a kind of simple story, but uh, it is a uh, basic principle that God's answers can come to us in ways that we don't expect. So watch for God's answer. And then, uh, third, pray for others. Uh, mostly our prayers are prayers for ourselves and what we think we need or what we uh, think God should give us. But the real joy in prayer is uh, praying for other people and their needs as well, uh, because then you know that you are having an impact on their lives. It may seem like a very simple thing to do, but there is one of the devotions in the book uh, from a French uh, theologian who basically said that praying for others is the most important thing we can do for them. Uh, we can't reach out and uh, <coughs> give them all the things they need uh, in a physical way, but we can pray spiritually for them and uh, for their needs, and that's the most important thing we do. So uh, keep our focus not only on uh, what uh, we are praying for ourselves, but also pray for others. So pray, pray with a focus, watch for God's answers, and uh, pray for others. Those are three things I think that can impact our prayer life. That's really good. You know, uh, just touching on the praying for others, you know, there might be a challenging person, and, and you're listening to this, and you're wondering, well, why, why should I even pray for that person? Um, 
Um, I have a story for that too. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there was a difficult, I was leading a small group and my pastor and I were talking about it and he said, you should pray for that person. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm in the pastor's office. Now, now he knew that I was going to pray for him. So he didn't, he didn't give me a lecture about that, but I was just like, in the moment, you know how you're like, no, I don't want to pray for that person. <laughs> And so, so I said that and, but, but, you know, driving home, I, I prayed for him. Um, and I, and I kept praying for him. And what's interesting is, as I, I kept praying for these difficult people in my life, what, what did God end up doing? He ended up changing my heart towards that person, actually dynamically changed, uh, my approach towards that person and, um, didn't have any issues with those people. So when you pray for other people, um, you're not just, uh, you know, praying, you know, that God would, uh, say you have that difficult person here and you're not praying down God's imprecatory prayers and saying, God smote that person because they are the vilest, wickedest sinner. Because um, what is God going to do? He's going to show you, no, you're the you're that person, right? So, um, and that's a good thing that God does that because even even there, because, you know, we all want to point the finger at other people and we're so quick to do it as as Flavel said once, you know, um, but we uh, we have to look at ourselves. We have to assess ourselves rightly before God. And and I think that what what is what prayer, praying to God and, and for others does. It helps us to see ourselves as finite creatures in need of, of the very uh, oxygen and air and, and the grace uh, that he alone provides. And I know that that's been huge for me and in, in, in all sorts of ways, um, just praying for other people. So I echo everything you just, just said. I think that's uh, that's a home run right there. So... Well, um, is Everyday Prayer with the Reformers, is this a really good uh, book for a small group setting? Yes, uh, so, uh, and of course, the person uh, with Ruth, uh, it has a scripture, it has a devotion, uh, and then at the bottom is uh, a prayer point sometimes, uh, things to pray for, or a reflection question, things to uh, think about. And so if you use it in a, a small group, certainly uh, you can discuss the devotion that you read after uh, you read the, the scripture and uh, what insights might emerge from that. And then uh, you can uh, corporately in the group pray according to the prayer point or uh, with the reflection question, you can uh, kind of uh, can continue to uh, probe what the importance of uh, the devotion was and uh, where it might lead you, uh, not only to uh, think about, but also toward action. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, because that's what prayer uh, does, as you were saying, uh, prayer can change us and uh, lead us into uh, new ways of thought and action. And so um, sometimes uh, group settings is the best way to uh, hear from someone else what uh, might be a good direction for your own life. Yeah, that's that's really good. Are there any other uh, sources you would recommend on prayer? Uh, everyday prayer with John Calvin. If uh, the reformers are not enough and you want to move on to Calvin, that's uh, there. Uh, when I was uh, with Westminster John Knox Press, uh, we republished a little book uh, from Karl Barth, who was a contemporary reformed theologian on, on prayer. And uh, Barth uh, emphasized uh, a scripture verse that was actually, as I found, uh, very key for the reformers, uh, Psalm 50, 15. 
that says, Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Mm. And that, in a nutshell, is uh, kind of our uh, theology of prayer, that God wants us to call on God in the day of trouble, no matter what our situation is. We trust, have faith that God will deliver us, as God promises, and then out of that deliverance, uh, we glorify God. We praise God, and we thank God. And so these are emphases that come through the Protestant reformers uh, in this book. And uh, another book uh, did uh, with press was uh, took the uh, long chapter on prayer in Calvin's Institutes. The longest chapter in his uh, big theology book is called On Prayer, and uh, made that into a separate little book. And so John Calvin on prayer uh, is the Calvin himself. So uh, Everyday Prayer with Calvin, Bart's book on prayer, and Calvin's book on prayer are three things that uh, would be uh, uh, possible uh, follow-ups uh, with this book. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, how can the Psalms help develop our prayer lives? Well, that's a, that's a good uh, question, especially uh, because the Psalms are so uh, central to uh, the Scripture. The uh, verse that I just quoted from Psalm 50 is, uh, you know, a prime example of that. And uh, throughout the Psalms, which are very honest um, in terms of uh, people's emotion, uh, we see a kind of radical trust that God answers prayers. No matter how thing, how bad things are, you know, out of the depths I cry to be, O Lord. Uh, the trust is that God is the one, the only one, who can actually uh, deliver us and help us. So prayer is the means by which we petition God, we thank God, we petition God, and we are able then to trust God, and we express that trust through our prayers. And then second, uh, as we express our needs and uh, our desires, uh, we can be honest with God. Um, this is uh, something that we find in the Psalms as well, that uh, in a sense that you read the Psalms, you read the anatomy of these people's soul, uh, because you find out exactly you know, what they're feeling and thinking. And so to put it in our vernacular, you know, in prayer we can let it all hang out uh, in terms of uh, being completely honest with God. And then uh, the third thing perhaps is that uh, going back to that uh, Psalm 50 verse, when we do experience the answers to prayer, uh, we glorify God. We realize that nothing we uh, receive has come from us. It's all come from God. And so our lives and all that we do are to glorify God. And we have a special reason to glorify God when we think specifically of the answers to our prayer. Because we know that God has heard us, God has answered us, God has helped us. And so that gives us a special impetus uh, to pray more and then also to live uh, to the glory of God. And prayer is uh, key and central to all of this. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. I, I, I'm reminded of Psalm 42, verse 5. Why are you cast down on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me hope in god for i i shall again praise in my salvation and my god and and flipping over to verse 11 of psalm 42 he he says the same thing why are you cast down on my soul why are you in turmoil within me hope in god for i shall again praise him my salvation and my god and and that just reminds us you know we might be down we might be discouraged
discouraged, but we can, it's, it's not based in our feelings. Hope is not based in our feelings. It's, it's, it's based, uh, the passage says in, in God. Um, and then we can again praise him. So for, if, if we're struggling with, with fear or doubt or discouragement, we, we can go to this text. We can say, why are you with the psalmist? Why are you cast down? Uh, why are you in turmoil within me? You know, we can hope in God. We can hope in the revealed character of God as, as we've been talking about and, and praise him, um, in the midst of whatever's happening in our lives. And, and, um, we'll find hope and we'll be able to praise him and, um, because he's our salvation. And, and our God. So I just uh, am reminded of that because, you know, discouragement comes, right? Like a thief in the night. And it, what does it do? It takes away, it aims to take away our joy and our, and, um, and our, and our hope itself. And, and, uh, and so reminding ourselves of these things, um, in, in the Psalms, you know, we, we could look at many Psalms. You, you quoted a few, you know, over and over again. We see, uh, the, the author is lamenting, crying out to the Lord for his help and then what does he do he starts praising god he remembers who god is and and this this pattern helps us to just reorient our lives around the word and and remind ourselves of all that god is and and all that he does for us so yeah that's uh that's very important because uh it, it really forms the foundation of our faith and uh, is so central to our lives that uh it uh, is not something that's uh like an option you know whether you get uh, uh you know wheel covers on your new car or something that prayer is absolutely necessary for us and uh, for all the reasons you mentioned uh, it forms the very core of our uh, being as uh, as christian people yeah that's great. How important are the promises of God to our prayer lives as Christians? Yeah, prayer uh, is directly related to us because uh, in the scriptures, uh, God promises to hear and answer our prayers. And if we didn't have that word of uh, assurance and confident hope, then uh, there'd be no need for it. And uh, it would be uh, something that would be important for us. And so the promises provide the basis for prayer uh, because of who God is. And that God is faithful. God uh, can be trusted to um, uh, make good on God's promises. And if that's true, then we have the utmost confidence when we pray. Uh, we may not feel as though we have a lot of confidence, but we do it theologically because we believe in the promises of God. And uh, that pulls us through the uh, times that uh, it is difficult for us uh, in terms of uh, how we might feel. So we need a, a theological basis, and that's what uh, the promises of uh, God uh, provide the assurance that prayer is not in vain, that uh, no longer how, no matter how long we pray or uh, how often we pray, this is the important thing for us to do. Prayer is, as Calvin said, conversation with God. We listen to God, we speak to God, and we recognize that our praying itself can be a means that God uses toward answering the prayers that we make, because as we pray, the Holy Spirit may give us new insight, may change our hearts, uh, may uh, provide for us something that we had never uh, seen or thought of before, and that comes to us in the process of prayer. So the answers to our prayer may come through uh, the work of our prayer itself. And that's why uh, prayer is uh, not an option. It's not just something we do when we feel like uh, it is something that we want to do because we believe that it is uh, genuinely uh, the means of our relationship with God by faith. 
That is that is so good. Um, I'm I'm just reminded on this of of Second Corinthians uh, one twenty. It says, "For all the promises of God find their find their yes in Him. That is why it is through Him that we utter our Amen to God for His glory. And it is God who established verse twenty one. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ, and has anointed us, and and who has put His seal on us, and given us His Spirit in our hearts as an guarantee." <laughs> You know, uh, I can't help but just notice, uh, you know, the promises of God, you know, they find their fulfillment in Christ. It's, it's our inherit, what he's talking about is, it's, it's our inheritance. It's, it's who we really are and what we really have received. And that the fact that the spirit himself is our guarantee of, of that, that just binds us together. You know, the language of union with Christ, right? Um, I like to think of this like my wedding ring. You know, what does a wedding ring signify? It signifies, you know, my union with my wife, you know, that I, that I, I mean, <coughs> I'm in covenant with her and, but most importantly with God before his face. Right. And, and that's so true with, um, our union with Christ is we're united to him by faith and, and how much of infinite worth is Christ. And he's given us his promises and we have this hope as we've been talking about. So these things should, these things should encourage us all the more to trust him, um, um, in challenging and good times, um, and and to call out to us, you know, I I, I really appreciate what you said about the time because I think people use well. I don't have time. It's like, well, do, do you do you have time to breathe? Um, you have time to pray. You know, you have time to pray. Uh, I, I'm not saying that to be to make anybody feel guilty. I'm just saying if you have time to breathe, which everybody does, because you have to breathe to live. You have time to to um, to pray. And, and and I just say that as a as a as a way to say this that you, you delight in the Lord and He's given you these promises and so all God's saying is just pray them back to Him, pray His word back to Him, trust Him, and you know you don't have to have a whole elaborate two hours or three hours or whatever, even even just a moment or a few minutes or whatever. Um, like you said earlier, it's a posture of our hearts, <coughs> and so you know just just that reminder. It's like the same with Bible. We could take that same thing and apply it to Bible reading, right? Uh, take a few moments, chew on a verse. Uh, uh, maybe this one, Second Corinthians one twenty through twenty two. Just mull it over, you know, um, and and consider what it says and pray it back to God. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, that uh, you know, in terms of. Uh um, the promises of God finding their yay and amen in Christ. Um, the model prayer that Jesus gave us, of course, was the Lord's Prayer. And it begins, uh, the passage says that Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. Uh, and so it's the assumption by Jesus Christ that we will be people of prayer. And then he shows us the elements uh, of prayer in the uh, Lord's Prayer. And uh, that again reminds us that uh, prayer is something that we do because God wills it, God desires it, uh, God commands it, and uh, we have a relationship with God, and that relationship with God uh, will express itself in uh, conversation with God, as Calvin said, prayer.
Carrera's conversation with God, intimate conversation with God. So um, this is what kind of gives us our theological assurance uh, that prayer is something that uh, is, is key for us, and uh, it really is genuinely our lifeline with God. And so uh, through this whole book uh, on the Reformers, uh, if you ask, uh, you know, what's significant about their teaching on prayer, I think it's those uh, elements. Uh, we pray because God wills. Our prayer is conversation with God, and this is our lifeline with God, which is uh, as important as breathing. Amen. Well, brother, where can people go to find out more about your work online, um, either on social media or otherwise? Yeah, if you go to uh, Amazon.com and uh, look under books, type in my name, uh, then you'll find uh, a bunch of them, and uh, I hope uh, some of them may uh, be helpful to you. Sounds great. Well, just as we wrap up this interview, Don, I've enjoyed it. Uh, do you have any takeaways for our listeners? Well, again, uh, three, because uh, three is a holy number here. But uh, the first is that we can trust God's will and answers. When we express who we are and uh, the deepest uh, thoughts and uh, feelings of our hearts, we're laying them out before God. And we can trust that as we do, uh, God hears us and answers us, and uh, that uh, God will make God's way known to us. And uh, prayer is a means by which that can happen. And the second is this notion that, you know, be watchful for God's answer, because they can come in these uh, ways that we don't expect, uh, and they can come to us at any time. And so uh, the Christian life is a life of, of prayer, but also uh, watching, uh, watching for how God answers prayers. And so that's what makes it uh, exciting because we never know how God's uh, answers will uh, come to us. And then the final thing is that um, in prayer we can persevere and be patient because just uh, as we may knock once and no one answers, we think that that knocking is in vain. But if we continue to knock, then uh, more and more we will be attuned to what God is doing and what God is saying to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we just keep on praying uh, patiently, watching for God's answers, and trusting in God's uh, will, and that God will answer our prayers, then uh, our prayers will be very vital to us, and uh, they will be truly as important to us as breathing. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, I've so enjoyed the, the time today to talk to you about this this book, this great book, Everyday Prayer with Reformers. I want to thank you for your time and also encourage our listeners to pick it up. And uh, may God continue to bless you and keep you, brother. Thank you. Thank Thanks you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You in Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.